This podcast contains adult language. DigitalDaring.com. Today is January 15th through 2020. And Martin Luther King's birthday, right? Martin Luther King's birthday. That's good for somebody like you who the hell that sell the king out every time you get a chance. I, oh, I sell them out or I speak truths? You sell them out. You don't like the king. That's not true. What, so what are your thoughts on the king? I speak facts about the king. We're going to go to another discussion. We have something planned here, sir. This is picks and kicks. <laughs> Picks and kicks-ish. This is basically about the playoffs, playoffs up, up to this point. We didn't do a picks and kicks last week, kind of because we didn't feel it was needed. And Lo and behold, it was needed. Lo and behold, it was needed. So, Calhoun in the studio. What's up, homie? What's going on? Legit in the studio. You yeah. all should see what I'm looking at here. I have a deck. You might need to describe that, because that make it seem a little... That, could, mean, that like, could be taken a lot of different ways. He has... It's a collection. So, DA stacks here. As we call them in these streets. Digital Darren is a collector of sorts. And he collects uh, Transformers. And he collects like Star Wars. Things of that nature. And the, the display is crazy. This is crazy. And you have artwork in here. So this is dope. Yeah, so check out Two Brown Boys Talk to Us. That's a podcast with me and my brother, Jal Horn. We talk more collectible stuff. So if you're into all the DC, Marvel, comic book, wrestling, kind of pop culture stuff for boys, we talk on that on that Dang podcast. Girls, right? Well, nowadays, girls, but, you know, that's traditionally. Jesus Christ. Shameless plug as well. I mean, it's just nowadays, it's more of a, since they did the movies, like, in the 90s, one too many girls around here looking at it. Da, na, 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 da, in 2010. Da. In 2018. They just, you know, let's be real. And they got hard with the, with the scissoring, and then they started getting the figurines. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's go ahead and get started with the playoffs. What are your thoughts on the playoffs up to this point? This is one of the best playoffs we've ever seen. I have really enjoyed the playoffs, and I haven't watched it as much as I want. I've been doing more listening and watching, which is not my cup of tea. But I have really enjoyed the playoffs. Great upsets, great games. Um, it's only one team who you thought would, well, think about it. Before this thing started, we was thinking like maybe between New Orleans and San Francisco. That's not the case. New Orleans are already out. You thought it would be the maybe like the Patriots and Baltimore. That's not the case. So let's talk about those three teams. Let's start with kind of the the presumptive favorites who are now gone. Okay. So well, all those are presumptive. All those are presumptive favorites that are gone. So let, let's talk about those three: New Orleans, Baltimore, and New England. Which one you want to start with? Let's start with let's start with New England because what I want to do is I want to say the Saints because I want to marinate in that a little bit, and I want to just ha ha New England because that's what you get you. Cheating motherfuckers. So I want to. Ain't no fun when the rabbit got to go. Ain't no fun, is it? And then the way they got beat, they got beat, beat up. At home, you know. If you go back, we did do a picks and kicks on that round. I actually predicted Tennessee winning that game. And I said Tennessee could hide behind Derrick Henry. And lo and behold, Tennessee hid behind Derrick Henry. I love what they're doing. I really do because they're bringing back football. Football isn't hard, football is not complicated. Football, you really can go. Man on man, 
I'm, I'm a better man than you. Stop me. And that's what they, all that throwing around, you know, all that flimsy football. I'm trying to keep it clean. You know what I mean? Starts with an S, and with an issy. So all that kind of ball, you know, that woods ball. I, I, I like this kind of ball. This is what this is what men are made. Freezing cold, handed to him 34 times. A guy that's way bigger than you, much stronger than you, faster than you, and head-on-head collision. That's what I like to say. I mean, this is CTE ball, and that's what I pay for. <laughs> but you don't pay. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> so I wanted let's let's talk about New England. I think that the overall question is: Is this the end of their dynasty? Yes or no? It don't have to be uh, that scapegoat getting away. You have to have some talent. They have to have some talent. So I don't even know what they were thinking about this year. It sort of fell off from under them, though. I think they thought Grunt may have came back some. Antonio Brown really put a stain on the league every way he went. He really screwed everybody. So he screwed Pittsburgh, screwed Oakland, and then he screwed. Because if they would have had Antonio Brown. They need a playmaker. They need a play, And then they had him. This is a whole different discussion. They I, agree. I agree with that. So, no Antonio Brown, no Josh Gordon, who really, who cares who's Josh Gordon, no Gronk. I mean, you know. They were caught between the rock and the hard place because they put their chips all in on Antonio Brown. They and, did. And that nigga lead where that nigga lead you, right? He do what he does. And so, you know. Side note, dude, he ever play in the NFL again? I, I, you know, I don't see how. My, he has that kind of talent. He has all-world once-in-a-lifetime talent, but boy, mentally, he's a wreck. He's a real problem. And he does not follow direction well. So I don't know if he plays in the league again. I wouldn't want him on my team. Well, you know what I think of wide receiver in general. He's right. He's never been to a Super Bowl, so clearly you can win without him or with him. How many great wide receivers going in on top of that? How many winning? Exactly. So, like, the position's overvalued, and the last thing you need is a motherfucker to cause a distraction on the position that's overvalued. And this goes to show you right now, when we talk about that position, we've done podcasts before, and my stance on running backs versus wide receivers, and how much more important. I don't know why they dumb down the running back. Well, I think they So you converted me to that, because, you know, I played wide receiver in college, so right. of course you feel that. But we had that conversation, we both rate running back, but we rate, we rate wide receiver the lowest of the, of the positions on the football mm. field. I think that the reason running backs are treated so well because they get hurt so quickly. Like, their shelf life is so short. They have a short lifespan. But in that short lifespan, you have to pay them because they really are, you know, outside of the quarterback, they are the biggest. And if you don't have a quarterback, your running back, Ryan Tannehill is in the AFC Championship game. He threw the ball 14 times for 80 yards. (laughs) That's all you need to know about what a running back is. They rolled Derrick Henry to the tune of 30 times for 195. Not only do you control the clock, not only do you weaken the defense, not only do you take pressure off the quarterback, not only do you open up the pack, the uh, the uh, play action pass, not only do you open up wide receivers. Let's say Tennessee for when we talk about them versus the Chiefs, because okay. I think we kind of speak. Yeah, but again, he he helped the line. Like you, the running back, they got they got to they got to reinstate that position. So let's spin it back to the Patriots, then we'll get to Baltimore. You said yes and no why you think this could be the end of the dynasty. Why can't it be the end of the dynasty? Because they're old and it's time. And they have some building to do. That team is not as good as we thought it was. Well, it's not as good as they have been. We all saw the flaws. They just beat up on bad teams. But they're not. 
they have significant flaws. It's been a long time since you've seen New England with these kind of flaws. Tom Brady can't throw out of it. Bill Belichick can't outcoach it. You got to have some talent. That's just all that decades of having no names and next man up stuff. But like the roosters are coming. The chickens are coming home to roost. Second part of this is why do you think they can? Why You said that's why the dynasty is over. Why do you think the dynasty is over? Because it's still Bill Belichick, and he still can coach. They're just depleting the talent. They get one or two. If they do what they're supposed to do in this draft, they draft well, and not none of that trying to find some utility player from freaking North Delaware coast. <laughs> if they draft a real guy or make a real splash instead of training back, training back, training back and for, for nothing, if you make a splash and try to go out to one of these real wide receivers, real tight ends. Real running back. Real, real, real playmaker. A real one. Not none of this utility nonsense. You'll have you'll be back in the game. But as long as you're trying to get if you're trying to keep winning for cheap, that's not gonna happen. So let's go on and get to the next team, Tennessee Beat. I guess we starting off with the teams Tennessee Beat. No, why not? They're the most surprising. <laughs> Baltimore. A lot, a lot of hype winning. So I, I, I have thoughts on Baltimore. You want me to start off? I think I'm gonna come in a little hot. Come on, Vera. I think <laughs> that didn't sound too good for me, the one was. But pause. <laughs> That's the same grace when it when it's funny, right? Pause. All right, now we can go. Hey, I think that Baltimore is the quintessential front running team. They can be they they put too much stock in the regular season, and so like they it was a whole bunch of. We look. Everybody loved the emergence of Lamar Jackson. Nobody believed in him. He took over. He's probably going to be the MVP. But ultimately, the question is, what the fuck have they done? Haven't they? They haven't beat anybody. But they talk, came in. Somebody posted a clip of, um, on Facebook. Somebody posted something Earl Thomas say, "When we make it to the Super Bowl, whoever to see us going to be in real trouble." Motherfucker, y'all haven't even won the division yet. When you said that, you know what I'm saying? So like, those are the things I think that, that cockiness and that overconfidence. Came into the game with Tennessee. And I think that football issues, football X's and those aside, they were overconfident. They were cocky. They thought they just supposed to win because they showed up. And Tennessee explode, exposed that flop. It's a whole bunch of, yeah, 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 look at me, motherfuckers. We really haven't done that thing. And Tennessee exposed that. So. so Mike Tyson said, everyone have a game plan until you get hit in the mouth. And it's a 6'4", 250, 260-pound motherfucker here to jaw them. <laughs> drop their ass. You know, last, I think it was Humphreys or one of these motherfuckers, last week was like, it looked like New England didn't want to hit them. Y'all didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all didn't want to hit that. You didn't want to stinky call them railroad tracks and let that first train come and demolish you. And I think that's the difference. I think uh, Baltimore play a bruising brand of ball. And they usually, they're the bullet. If you watch them all year, they're the bullet. Even when San Francisco came, they're a bullet. They run it, it's rugged, it's rough. Well, it's one of those classic, a bully met his bully. Because Tennessee, unbeknownst to everyone, myself included, is rougher. Is Derrick Henry and that defense. Derrick Henry and that offensive line. That, that offensive line is huge. Oh, boy, those big country white boy. They with it. They with, you know how folks, they don't with this shit. They with all the shit. They with it. So, there's one thing I seen him on that run. He ran like 50 something yards. He ran Judon over. That's the D line. He gave the 
the uh, linebacker, a step yep. move, the linebacker, the safety, he peeled out on everybody, and Peters caught him, but all the other DBs, he was... He left from He pulled he away, away. away from him, yeah. They was, they, was getting out of the, they was getting out of the scene. Yeah. It had to take Peters to run him down. That's all you need to know about that moment. He's the, he's the boogeyman. He's a nightmare. Finally, he's a nightmare. And he has the kind of coach that will unleash him. Because it didn't happen last year. You had Deion Lewis, all that scat back nonsense. He getting 10 carries a game, 15. He ran for 1,000 yards last year, but he wasn't the feature back. He wasn't the feature back. Mike Rabel said something going on, but we getting all that. Baltimore, I don't think they did. They, they made the adjustment. I think you're right. They came in like, we're going to just beat them. And we don't need to make adjustments. They should have made adjustments. Well, know. we talked about this. I think everybody, we talked about this actually before. We said how this could be. It wouldn't surprise us if the game was close. Like, I think everybody knew that this wasn't going to be no. Anybody who knew anything about football knew this wasn't going to be no it Baltimore. It not be no close game. Well, it wasn't going to be no blowout. Well, going in, we didn't think it was going to be a blowout. It ended up being a bit of a blowout. Yeah, the other way. But, right. like, we all figured Tennessee had a puncher's chance just because right. they both played the same style of ball. Right. And, like, Baltimore didn't play a blowout. Like, if Baltimore blow you out, it's because you did something wrong, not because they did right. something right. right. They run that same steady pace. Yeah, they move at that same steady pace. So, if you drop the ball, of course, they're going to take advantage yeah. of it. But I think that that leads bears to the question because it's been a lot about Lamar Jackson. Is he... You know, how they hate on black quarterbacks, right? But I do think that the biggest problem Baltimore has is that they need to develop a second way to play. I think that I think this is a learning experience. It is. It's only his second year in. He's he's a year and a half in, honestly, because he's set behind Joe Flacco the first. And you also see that you're gonna have to get him some weapons as well. They need to drop the wide receiver. Well, Hollywood Brown was good. He's all right, but you don't have nobody else on the other side. I mean they have um what's the light skinned nigga name? Um what the hell? They have him, but... The tight end who killed him. Cool. If they have three tight ends. That's how they... they all, their whole base is just a, a slow and steady. Their tight ends is what kill you. Hollywood Brown is just the, the home run threat. But you need somebody else on the outside. Besides that, everything else is fine. You need to st- you need to build up your defense. You need to build up your defense. You need a, you need a um, running back who can move in space. Could give them that Mark Ingram and that um. I don't like Gus Edwards too tough. I, I, don't, think he, I don't think he's a space running back. I think you need somebody who can... Like, Mark Edwards going to get, if it's four yards, he's going to get you four yards. Maybe five. I like Mark Ingram's, and then nothing that I would take over Mark Ingram right now. He, he matched with that system well because their space running back is Lamar Jackson. That's yeah. the space. But they need somebody who he can throw the ball to. Because, like, in that game, he wasn't going downfield. He didn't look sure of himself. You just need to, like, hey, throw this flare out to this guy in space. Let him make a move. Which is why I said I think the only thing they're missing because they had a tight end. The only thing I think they're missing is another is a playmaking wide receiver. I say I'm fine with Hollywood Brown. I think they need that I mean, running back in space. Opposite of Hollywood Brown. I think they need more of a Darren Sproles type player than Hollywood Brown. Really? Yeah, I think that like again in the games were like if you you saw the game, but like if you were looking, Lamar Jackson was trying to do too much. Like once they got down, it was like he felt like he had to bring the whole game. He felt like he tried to make the fourteen point play. I think what happened then was. It, I think they they were shell shocked. They were, and then I don't think no one had an answer for it. And he just went in the. What happens when you have an outstanding playmaker? They just take put it all on them. Yeah, but I think but that's coaching. But that's also him. And like he played that game like they had a fourteen point play and a twenty eight point play. Like one play was gonna bring them back, and it never, and it wasn't. And so what? That's what coaching comes in. But also what happens is when you do that and you're not the best passer. I'm not saying you're a horrible passer, just. 
he was he was looking uncomfortable because the minute he couldn't go for the bomb, it's like oh shit, you know what I'm saying? So that goes back to what we were saying earlier because you was like they need another brand of honor. I was like you just have to stick with your principles. And when you're down 14 in the first quarter, you're down 14, no, no doubt. But your whole thing is this is what we do, right? So if you know if you play basketball and you were and you were and you a slasher driver, if your if your game is going to the right. You don't stop going to the rack because you missed a couple of layups and start shooting threes. That's not your game. Yeah, but to go to the next level, you need to develop a three-point shot. Right. You don't have to be good. You just have to be somewhere they respect yeah, you. Get your mid-range. Get your, you have to develop points. a, a level. You have to develop something else. A and plan I B. think in this one, he, they went straight from, hey, I'm not making layups. I'm going to start shooting threes. Hey, man, it's the first quarter. You can keep going. Don't matter. You'll heat up at now. some point. Well, you'll heat up. You'll be fine. So all y'all have to do in that is just play some defense because they're not going to score every time. Play your defense, run your offense. And they got away from running their offense way too fast and started with a throwout win. No, because that that, that's not what you've done all year. I think, so now this is why I do want to spend the Tennessee. I don't think we gave Tennessee defense no credit and their offense. They were hearing them walk down the field we'll on them. We're getting Tennessee because we've been giving them a good amount of head lately. We'll we'll get to them when we start talking about what we're picking up now. Yeah, but I want to talk about this specific game. The two things people aren't talking about is a Tennessee moved the ball with ease on Baltimore, with ease. which goes to your point about Baltimore need to upgrade their defense component. They they need defense. B Baltimore can move the ball on Tennessee. It was a whole bunch of them. Like Lamar Jackson got his yards, but he got his yards off volume. Not Tennessee got defense. So Tennessee I mean, got. We say what up? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll wait on that. But we're that, chopping at the bit by this Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, but I think that's the problem with Baltimore is that ultimately they got played on both sides of the ball, and like nobody, everybody was like, "Well, what happened to ball to Baltimore?" Tennessee just outplayed them on both sides, and part of that we both agree was overconfidence and cockiness. Part of that was maybe ten, since Tennessee's gotten Tannehill. I don't know if it's because the coaching is like, hey, we don't trust this motherfucker. Would you get about a Derrick Henry more? Maybe because he's not throwing the killer interception Marcus Mariota used to throw. But they look like a different team with Tannehill behind. And I think that's something that we're not giving Tennessee or New England credit for. I think, I mean, we're not mentioning. I think in both of their minds, and I don't even know if it'll go with stuff further Kansas City. I don't know. But I think you see them and you think this way, but I think playing them is a whole nother ball game. So you see them be like, yeah, they tough, but we can. They don't have them. Here's their weaknesses. And when you play, you be like, holy shit. I can see that. So I think that's what's going on, too. I think, yeah, you cocky because you watch them like, all you got to do is, all you have to do is, they don't even, you're doing that. And then you face, you be like, Jesus, <laughs> we can't stop all they have to do with. Why haven't they even tried to do that? You know, so I think that's a problem that we have. I think that's what happened with Baltimore, but I think the future is very bright with them. They got to stiffen up their defense, and uh, this is just a transitional. This is just some learning, a learning curve for Lamar Jackson, which I think he'll he'll nail. Now on to the favorite one. Let's go to New England. See what they talking. I mean, not New England. Excuse me, New Orleans. The no. Let's live for this because the Falcon don't give you anything. So you got to take it from your end. And it's so trash. And so I get more, I have more joy in New Orleans losing than the Falcons winning. I see that. Right now, because they give you nothing. I take much pride. I love, and I love the way they lose. Because they lose in gut-wrenching fashion. Now, you ask about New England and their dynasty. Is it over? 
But what about New Orleans and what they got? They ain't even no dynasty. Well, they ain't no dynasty, first and foremost. So let's well, pump the brakes on that. Not even no dynasty. But do you think this Sean Payne, Drew Brees, you think this is over? I say yes, and I'll tell you why. They lose the same way in the playoffs every year. And not a close game, a game where they weren't offensively explosive. And the defense did enough for them to win. So, like, all that, whatever they do in the regular season, where it's like, ah, oh, ah, oh, ah. Oh. Maybe because they just beat up on teams like the Falcons and the Bucks and the Panthers and are the sorry teams. When they do play a team with a quality defense and they shut that shit down. Eh. Unpopular opinion alert number one. Michael Thomas is overrated. I think so. Very overrated. I think he gets a lot of catches, but he's not a stretch the field. He's volume. Yeah, he's volume, not explosiveness, which volume is fine in the regular season. But when you need in the playoffs, and you can see it now, yeah, we'll let you get your 20 catches, but you only get them for eight yards instead of 15 yards a catch or whatever. And I think that that's what's happening. And, like, they don't have – you talk about Baltimore needing a secondary receiver. New Orleans desperately needs They got to have I think they had Ted Ginn still out there. They do have Ted Ginn out there. And who is their, who is their tight end? And they trust Taysom Hill too much. But that's another one. That's another thing. Why they suck him off? I have no idea. Everyone's talking all this Taysom Hill and trying to push, 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 push. Drew Brees was out six games. Five or six. Taysom Hill didn't start not laying one of them. They went to Teddy Bridgewater, mind you, and they did not look good with Teddy Bridgewater. Flip side. Coaches see these cats every day. They know what they got with Taysom Hill at quarterback. Exactly what they got. So they can see him be like, you're the next Drew Brees. I mean, uh, what they call him? Steve Young. He's this, he's that. It's the reason why he's not in the games. It's up for some trickery. Chasing Hill ain't no uh, starter. Please do. So we can win the, the NFC. Maybe on 16. Please start Chasing Hill. Everybody talking that trash. They're trash. I think they're overrated. And they go with Sean Payton. They're choke artists. They choke. Let's be honest. Let's put it in perspective. As much as I think Drew Brees is this, that, and the other, he only have one ring. Right? Every year it's the same thing. And they go out, they went out twice to that same Minnesota team. That is not good. That's not a good team. Well, San Francisco just showed you that. San Francisco beat the brakes off. Philly showed you that last year, the year before last. They didn't even make it last year. Or if they did, it was not. Minnesota's not a good team. So Kirk Cousins is trash. So let, we get, let's go on and give our quick Minnesota thoughts because Kirk Cousins is trash. That's your thought on Minnesota. Yeah, Kirk Cousins trash. Dalvin Cook is inconsistent because he's always hurt. They got good wide receiver, but they can't put him to Kirk Cousins can't put him to use. No. So, I agree with you. Minnesota. is mad at best. Minnesota's mad at best. Coaching is mad at best. Kirk Cousins so Dalvin Cook is fantastic when he's here. When he's there. Everything else is... The like, defense is okay. All right. Minnesota's one of those teams that's like getting to a boss on the video game. You just... You got it. The boss on level eight, they just got to give you a villain on level five. They just level That's five. Right. They'll never win. They just, you right. they can never win. They can just always be in the way. They'll never be bison and street fighter. Exactly. They, they can just always be. They're not even second. Exactly. They always just vehicle. Yeah, they vehicle. That's all they are. That's what I think about Minnesota. But to spin it back to New Orleans, last year they lost to the Rams. What was it, 16 to 12 or whatever? And they, they, or 20 to 16, something like that. And they, they cried and moaned about the passing. Yeah. They had the whole league change the rules. And then that was a debacle all season. And and so, like, the problem with New Orleans that I would, that I have if I was a New Orleans fan, it's not like we're losing 45 to 40 or no. 31 to 28. No. We're not losing games where we're shooting it out. We're losing games where our offense is being shit down. Mm-hmm. And 
it comes down to a final set of plays and like we're rushing, we're panicking with this. I think the Drew Brees, Sean Payton, I even think that whole style of play is kind of gone out of touch or whatever. That whole It was lightning the ball and I hate that we went after it because they wanted in the whole league tried to flip into just pass pass rate and now you're seeing it. All you gotta do is run it. Uh that whole Well I, I disagree with that and we'll talk about that later. We'll do it. Well, that whole throwing forty to fifty times. That'll get you Jamie Winston like like crazy. What happens is is when you play good defenses and they Cause they, you still get, you see Drew Brees still completion rate still high. It's just still throwing these still complete, but they're not giving you. They're not giving you deep. They're giving you three yard passes, four yard passes. And then when you have that that kind of imbalance, when you get in the red in the in the red zone and it, and it starts shrinking, you're it's done. It's gone, and that's what hurts these teams, particularly in New Orleans. So, as a Falcons fan, we love this because like we the Falcons give you no hope. So you gotta take you gotta take your enemies downfall as your bright spot. I think that the New Orleans is gonna make the same mistake the facts, man. I think they're gonna convince themselves. They did it last year. This year is our year. Now, because of how both years finished, the next year is our year. I think they're gonna set themselves back. You gotta bring Drew Brees back, right? Like he's a treasure to the city. He brought you a Super Bowl. You bring him back. If the Falcons in the same situation, you bring whoever wins us a Super Bowl back. Everybody coming back and all they're gonna do is get a draft a tight end and get a wide receiver or get a wide receiver and and, and a free agent tight end, they're gonna build, they're gonna fortify the offense. But the problem is not gonna be that. The problem is, the, the problem is the secondary sucks. Secondary sucks. But the the, pro- the problem really is they're choke artists. It doesn't matter what you give them. It doesn't matter. They're gonna choke it away. That's all that's gonna happen. Sean Payton is not who we thought he is, and Drew Brees is getting older, and he is who we, you know. So you know what so, Sean Brees and Drew. Sean Payne and Drew Brees. I like that Sean Brees. What, what about Sean Brees? And Sean Brees, they like snap music. Right. Everybody had the long tees. It was going heavy for a Yeah. That shit took over for That shit took over for a minute. That was all that was on the radio. You playing now. Oh, this old nigga playing this old Fabo. Fuck, listen to Fabo. And that one, they had lightning in the bottle and it they stretched. A fifteen minute fad right. to an hour long fad, right. and they only reap the benefits of it being fifteen minutes. Right. Right. So that's New Orleans. Any more thoughts on New Orleans? Yeah, I'm glad you choked away. You suck. You suck. Thank you. So let's go on to talk about the games this week. All right, come on with it. Which one you want to talk, start with? NFC or AFC? Let's start with the AFC. Okay, that'll be easy, faster. You just talked about how teams need to run the ball. It's one team in this motherfucker who don't need to run the ball. You might be right. It's one team in this motherfucker who need to throw 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 times a game. There's always exceptions to the rule. Kansas City. They're rough. <laughs> There's something different. They're different. Well, first off, let's talk about Houston. Let's, let's. Bill, Bill O'Brien should resign. He should do them a favor because he really should be fired. He should do them. He should do them a silent and be like, "Look, I fucked up. I'm gonna resign." If you, we talk about how the Falcons shouldn't spend any money on that team. If you're Houston, how can you believe in this team at all? This team is set. Listen, as long as they have Bill O'Brien, they're going nowhere fast. Nowhere fast. What they did was inexcusable. What they did was just. It wasn't just as bad as what the Falcons did because it was in the Super Bowl and it was one point. It just when it happened. That was inexcusable. 
for what he did. And the fourth down plays that he did, everybody called. I, everybody called, and I called everybody. Fourth and one, and you're in. You're on their goal line, on a twenty, somewhere around the twenty. You already called timeout, second down. Here's fourth down. Y'all don't get to play in fast enough to them. You call timeout. You kick the field goal. You have all the momentum and nothing to lose on their goal line against Kansas City. Kansas City were ready to give up. They were ready. They were laying down. She had already laid down, draw a pool to the side, in the position, back arched. Here you are in the corner trying to get right. That's what they're doing. You too drunk to get it in. You don't You don't pass out sleep. That's what Bill O'Brien did and got his team fucked. It was horrible what they did. How do you do that? But then, here you go trying to catch it again. You're on their goal line on like the 28. On your goal line, fourth and four, and you do a fake punt that you hesitated on to begin with. So, I think that I'm in the minority. I think the Bill O'Brien was the first, the fourth down field goal decision was more inexcusable than the fourth down. Fake, I mean, f- fake punt decision. I think you, Kansas City was, I was sitting there watching that game, like, shout out to Bebe. I watched um, games with Bebe this weekend. Digital Darren podcast guest and Digital Darren official cousin, Bebe. Mm-hmm. Um, I sat there and watched that game, and I was like, Kansas City, you, they were kept, they ready to die. And to read, they kept flashing him, he was looking like, what the fuck has happened? Fan base looking like fa- fan base ready to leave. I asked my wife. I said, "Do you leave if you if you were in the crowd though? Do we leave?" No. And I was saying this all, but you know what? Every, I know everybody felt the same way. My wife like, no, we got they got Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> my wife said that. My wife said that. I said, if Houston go up twenty eight nothing in this motherfucker, you leave that game. But then it's then the. But didn't nobody, like, to your point, nobody thought Kansas City was out of it. You just, and you should. But And then all the dumb shit they did to get them back in the game. They scored three touchdowns in three minutes because it was the they the kick return Hartman. He had it within the 40 yards, within 40 yards. And then they fought the, the kick returner, fumbles the ball, and put him within the 10-yard line. And then they... When he went for it on four for four, they don't get it. Now they on the twenty eight line. Like you gave them the best field position you could give them. How do you blow a game when you get a special teams touchdown, two special teams turnovers? Like I remember on ESPN, they said ninety eight percent of games are won when you get a special teams touchdown because that's the most unexpected touchdown in football. You did twice. You can get the touchdown, but other than you put it like on a foul. You know how you lose that game? Because then you start going in the shotgun. So we talked about coach from Baltimore. You up twenty four zip, and you you not you're not gonna get run. You don't with a good running back. You don't just start running the ball. You go back to you trying to shoot it out. First off, why would you ever try to shoot it out with Patrick Mahomes? Anybody? Nobody should try to shoot nothing out with Patrick Mahomes. It's like Golden State. You don't try to play small ball with them. You gotta put your bigs in and punish them. Let them get them. Let that. Let them shoot them threes until they get hot and cold and try to get some rebound. But you cannot go. We are gonna go small with them. They'll run you out the gym. You can't shoot it out with Kansas City. So why are you not playing possession? You're literally shotgun with Deshaun Watson. You know my thoughts on Deshaun Watson. I'm very lukewarm on Deshaun Watson. Right, and I. I said this during the game. He played like he don't kill. 
He looked like he didn't care that game. Like, he's smiling and shit. Like, he looked like he didn't care. Like, Patrick Mahomes knew that was a legacy-defining game for him. He knew that, like, hey, if I win this game and win the Super Bowl, I have a real legacy here. Deshaun Watson looked like a motherfucker who did. Hey, did the check clear. That's what he looked We like. good. That's what he played like. That's so, what he played like. That, uh, it, was, it was 28-24. They was going to commercial break. He was at the, like, the... They was at like the game was over because he was talking to somebody, dapping them up, laughing and joking. It's 28-24. Y'all just blew a 24-point lead. What are you laughing, joking? I posted on Facebook watching that game. Houston played like a bunch of cats who never had their dad in the house with them. Daughter, like, you imagine if your dad was in the stands? Y'all just gave it up and he see you around here lollygagging and joking? It's an ass kicking. Why my dad go crazy? He see that kind of love. What are you laughing? About? What are you smiling for? What are you laughing about? Really, my dad was real even to. What are you laughing for? Game still going. Y'all ain't even at halftime. Y'all just blew the game. And I think that this is in the in the NFL and in major college. You have to talk about what do you want to be in life. You've made the money. Deshaun Watson's made his money. Are you trying to be an all time great? Are you just trying to make your money? Are you trying to be? What are you trying to be? And that's what your dad talked to you after the game. Like, son, what are you trying to be? Are you trying to have a legacy is defined regardless. Ryan Leaf got a legacy. Right. Ain't worth two shits, but he got a legacy. Right. You're going to have a legacy. Now, what do you want your legacy to be? And how you played today helps determine what you want your legacy to be. Right. Do you think you did your best the whole time? And exactly. And on this path that he's on, he'll be forgotten in a minute. I mean, he'll just come back and be what he is. Just a, a average to – he'll be just in the watch. He'll be a quarterback in the is, watch. But it's going to take – so this is where you have a problem with, like, with player coaches. You understand? So this is why the Falcon play hard for Dan Quinn because there's no accountability. You're not held responsible. This is what you have. See, Bill O'Brien's not going to go crazy on the sideline. Bill O'Brien's not going to make this harder for you. Bill O'Brien's not going to – he's going to give you still a pat on the uh, – Pat on the butt and a dad a boy. I want your your coach should be going crazy. Now they don't make him run and all that stuff, but you should be on that sideline. That that sideline should have bubbled over. Like Jerry Glanville. The fuck is going on? Jerry Glanville. You heard Lombardi. What the hell is going on here? The Kansas City old chief. Every time they Jim Jones with the slack, the suit on for Kansas City. Kansas City, a uh, Hank something. Hank Strong. Man, you don't do that with Tom Landry. Tom Landry ain't gonna raise his voice. You think even with somebody's doctor, Tony Dungeon, you think he's gonna let that fly? You're gonna have you're gonna have one of those real quiet conversations about leadership. He's gonna make you be like you have. He's gonna say something smart like you have no class. You have no class. And he's gonna slap you in the face and walk right out. You gonna be like he just slapped me in the face. <laughs> you're supposed to go unbel. You're supposed to go unbelievably crazy. And the whole team took on that same. Like y'all after when they scored fourteen. That game was over. You can see Houston just... Can't see the running past Houston. Houston was just standing up. They were just standing up. Wasn't nobody giving no effort. It was it was, it was, was disrespectful to the game. That was disrespectful to the game. Falcons went out bad 28-3. But they didn't stop. They didn't disrespect the game. They didn't disrespect the game. They disrespected their families. They did. But they didn't disrespect the game. Houston disrespected the game. So let's forward to Kansas City and Tennessee. Because we did a lot of talk. <laughs> You like this clash of styles? I do. You better keep going. You better keep that motherfucker on the sideline. 
Patrick Mahomes. It doesn't matter. He's going to touch the ball. Unless you can hold the ball for 59 minutes and 59 seconds. It doesn't matter. I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to tell you what you have to do with a quarterback like that. Right? Hurt him. You have to hit him. You have to make him feel you. You can't make him comfortable. All that cause You see when he start running and he doing all those flexing <laughs> and all. I told all you, that little wax that they doing. I told him when they was on that sideline and that, and that defender was coming. I would have left my feet. I would have. I would have. Throw me out, but I gotta, I gotta hit him so he's not comfortable. So he starts sliding. He's too comfortable. Quick story: Back in high school, we had a coach named Coach Johnson. Oh, I like this guy. We played. I forget. We played Washington. Nah, yo, my junior. We played Washington High. He came in. He wrote a number on the board and put a circle on him. He didn't say nothing. Set up for a minute. He said, "Put the number." He erased the number. Put the number bigger. Put the circle around him. What was the number? It was the number of the quarterback. He said, I want him out. He said, he need to be carried out this game. He said, I don't care how y'all do it. Coach. Carry him. He needs to be carried. He needs to be on a sh- He said, I don't care how y'all do it. He need to be hurt. I want him out. Right. We heard him. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> we heard him. I mean, it was a whole bunch of stepping on him when he was on the kick. And Everything. It was a whole bunch of going for his legs when he handed the ball off. A whole bunch of that shit. Right. Hey, what patch hole number 15? Something like that. I forgot. Put 15, that <laughs> circle on them. The whole bounding get Greg Wick. You have to. I want them out this game. I want late. You know what I'm saying? Look, late. I pay your fine, and it'll be another 100000 in the check for you. Don't worry about it. But you know what I'm late hit? If I'm on, I come down with the suit on. I hit the 15-yard. Give me the 15-yard penalty. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drive him in the ground. I'm gonna get up with my weight on his on his arm and my knee in his shoulder. You gotta do all of this stuff. If he run that ball out the pocket, when he slide, I'm coming over the top with the forearm. I got to give him everything. I got to give him everything. I got to. I got to slam him down. I got to give him Derrick Henry on defense, but I got to get Patrick Mahomes on offense. I, I got to get him, I, and that's how you do. But if you let him sit in that pocket. <laughs> You as listeners, you can't see Calhoun's face. Let him send up. You ask him for it. I don't give a damn what you do. That game can't. If that game substitute Baltimore for Kansas City, Kansas City in the Kansas City win that game easily. I don't win it easily, my boy. Tennessee only got twenty four points. Kansas City, Lamar Jackson were moving the so ball. Here's the other part of this, and this is what I don't think I know any of us, ourselves included, is giving them any props for. It. And I still don't buy into Tennessee all the way because I don't know. Tennessee, might, I think they're better than we think they are. I'm not disagreeing they're, with that. I'm going to tell you what's the craziest thing. It's great as San Francisco defense is. But Tennessee got a back seven that's not playing. Do you know why Lamar Jackson could get the, was making them bad throws? Did you see how that, that, the cornerbacks was all over them people? So, you know the difference between Kansas City and Baltimore and that regard. Tyron Hill, McCole Hartman. <laughs> yeah, Kansas City flying through this motherfucker. They got a, a track team. They got a track team. They got a relay team. Shit, Hollywood Brown, a bunch of nobody you never heard of. That's easy. We got that. New England, nobody. Throwing to the tight end, who, iffy. That's easy. Kelsey. Yeah, they got a, they got a tall task. That's, we did all that to say. Clash of styles, who do you got winning? I don't really know. So, Kansas City is... Why don't you stay with your style? Kansas City is an obvious pick, but these cats will literally be everybody who you betted against them with. I'm going Kansas City. I'm going huge win Kansas City. You think they blow them up? Yeah. That's because Brown Tannehill. 
I think can you put ten in the box. You make that motherfucker beat you. How many they have in the box these last two games? Man, Baltimore. I say this. Let me say this. Baltimore started off bad. They had a block punt. They gave up a bomb. You get, if they're here run that ball thirty times, they win. Okay. It don't matter. If Patrick Mahomes not hurt, Kansas City win. It's gonna be interesting. Is he the best quarterback you ever seen? I know that's hard to say because it's. But I think Peyton Manning the best football player. I don't think nobody good Peyton Manning. I think Peyton Manning is just like he was a whole bunch of fluff. I think Tom Brady. So watching the you give Peyton Manning Bill Belichick, they win ten titles. Peyton Manning was a. Was the definition of a choke artist. And you know who hides you from being a choke artist? Who? A cheap motherfucking coach. <laughs> yeah, but he was giving it away in them. In he wasn't throwing interceptions. They just went nah, He was it. throwing some interceptions. The Pay way he gave away with that San- when Pittsburgh came in with the no, number six. New England. When, uh, what was Lloyd Malloy or Tyler picked them off? Oh, that was just cold. Was like on. A coach gets Cause think about this. A lot of Patriots losses. If he had Bill Chess at quarterback, he don't have to worry about it. One of the biggest things Peyton Manning was doing. We're not finna get signed. Oh, 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 I'm gonna just say this. When this is what all of them. You hit him enough, his feet get happy instantly. He go down. Bill Belichick ain't gonna he ain't gonna get hit hard enough with the right quarterback. So with Pat Mahomes, like I told you, I think best quarterback to me is the choke artist we talked about earlier, Drew Brees. I, I think Pat Mahomes can be better than Drew Brees. Easily. I think Pat Mahomes might be. Pat Mahomes. I mean, I think he can be better than Drew Brees easily if he's on his normal trajectory. If he's on his normal trajectory, he to, he'll go down as the best quarterback. He's rough, man. You know who his handicap is? Who? Andy, Andy Reid. Right, <laughs> but it's also his biggest because if he went to Andy Reid system, ain't no five thousand yards, fifty touchdowns. I think it's a couple of coaches. Andy Reid, Sean Payton can unleash him. Uh, okay, come Bill on. Belichick can unleash uh, him. Bill Belichick ain't unleashing him. They have a format in style. Sure. Matt LaFleur up in Green Bay unleash him. Matt LaFleur is not unleashing him. Because he runs. That's how they run. They, he's running back. Andy Reid going to air it out. Pete Carroll ain't going to unleash him because they're going to do balance there. Matt LaFleur is going to do balance. Dan Quinn going to. Dan Quinn, Quinn will. Because Matt Ryan <laughs> bum ass throw 50 times a game. And Pat Bruce Mah- Arians. Bruce Arians. He'll unleash him. You know Cliff Kingsbury, Arizona. If he comes up, oh, Cliff Kingsbury, Arizona, he'll unleash him. Yeah, they will. He motherfucker, he going to get 6,000 yards. He going to Tampa. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You think James got 5,100? He going to put the ball so high, you'll never reach it. He may throw 100 touchdowns in a year. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. But that kid is something special. And they, they're so quick. But again... That line, them wide receivers, but their, their biggest flaw is their defense. And their coach. And their coach. And the Reed, is ne- he's only been to one Super Bowl. And I think that one of the things that plays into Tennessee's advantage is nobody expects them to beat up, but everybody expects Kansas City to beat up. And that weight on Andy Reed is he doesn't handle that weight. Usually he crumbles them every time. And maybe, you know, he's, what, 20 some odd years as head coach. Well, I mean, he crumbled them last year. I mean, he, he had his. They lost on the offsides. That's purely coaching. His reputation precedes him. You can beat Andy Reid, and all you have to do with them slow them down just a little bit. Just one thing don't go their way. I didn't touch them up because as fast as they are, they don't like getting hit. None of them. All of them pretty. Everybody, everybody on that field pretty. They don't like getting dirty. They don't want to get hit. They don't want to do none of that. 
thing about Tennessee, all oh, them nasty. They hit. So I, you know what? Yeah, big prediction. Tennessee. I'm gonna take Kansas City. Let's go. Let's go to the second game. All right. This game isn't as enticing. Green Bay versus presumptive head coach of the year, K.L. Shanahan. What's in crazy, San what's interesting is both of these and Atlanta Falcons coach will be in the Super Bowl. Both of them was on the staff. Both of them on the staff. 2016, not even five years ago. And then this idiot, oh, yeah, well, this <laughs> idiot, okay, Kyle Shanahan got the job, but you let Matt LaFleur lead the building, and then every coordinator's ever after that, you try to have them do Kyle Shanahan's system. Instead of keeping the guy who was already in the system. Well, we talked about that, Ignacio. We talked about that. So, I like what they got going here. I don't. I mean, I, I lose both of these either way. I don't. I don't want to see Green Bay win it because Aaron Rodgers is a, is a cocky prick to me. I don't like him. Uh, and I don't want Kyle Shanahan to win nothing. He sabotaged out. He sabotaged our Super Bowl run. Maybe we should do a Patreon podcast about that. Yeah, we'll do that. I disagree with it. Sabotage and then hightailed it out of town and then got his own his own team together. Here, here's what 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 you gotta say. Here's a little something that you might not like. Here's something that you might not. Oh, I heard your mom was a free throw They, he had nothing but a passing philosophy. Pass, pass, pass. So much so, you're 23 and you still pass, pass, pass. You mean to tell me you go to San Francisco and now you all about the run game? Well, he come from a running family. He just leveraged the talent he had. Yeah, because you like a good coach does. You pay it off down here, and yeah, then you do the ball the whole year. You got kiddos. What did he tell y'all when y'all talked about him being more balanced? He told y'all, my job is to get the he ball to Julio. And he did that consistently. He stuck to his goal. Wait, wait, wait. He ain't that year or something like that? And then went to the Super Bowl the next year. And then what did he do? Went right back there. I'm going to throw it. Why? Money's in the Because we got Julio. No. We ain't throwing it to Julio. We were just throwing it. We had the number seven offense all the time. You're going to sit here, no run game, and now you go over here. You got three running backs, sir. Three. <laughs> it got you a mean fullback. Where did this come from? To quote the legendary Mama Grant, it's a lamb in the bush. It's a lamb in the bush. He went there and got a lamb in the bush. Three, running, three good running backs. Actually, good ones. I actually like Munstrick. Mun, uh, the number 31. I like him the best. I actually think he's a good old school. He actually run like Eric Dixon to me. Real high vertical. I think he's the most complete, but that boy Tevin Coleman is playmaking way now. When I told y'all I keep him over Devontae Freeman, but well, we all agreed then. No, nah, I said this way before that. No, you no. When Devontae Freeman was good, and I, I was saying Tim Coleman was better. You were saying like your first year or something like that. No, Devontae Freeman was a way better running back. I always thought Tim Coleman. Like, was he was better. just an athlete. He was a way better running back. But going into that last season, we all said the same thing when it was contract time, and when it was time you had Edo Smith, you signed Tim Coleman to keep Edo. You don't get rid of you don't you don't keep Devontae Freeman. And lo and behold, here we are. Case in point in this game, it loser takes out. Who cares? But I think Shanahan get the best of the floor, and I think uh, the run game. I think uh, well, that's going to be interesting. I think that defense, what John Lynch is assembled in San Francisco is unbelievable. You know who the handicap of San Francisco is? Garoppolo. I don't trust Garoppolo. I don't trust Garoppolo. This is a coin flip for me. Okay. I want to pick San Francisco so bad because of Kyle Shanahan. That's why I don't want to pick. I want to pick Green Bay so bad because of Jimmy Garoppolo. You help me decide. 
is my love for Kyle Shanahan more than my hate for Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> That's essentially what this comes down to. Jimmy Garoppolo is a real problem and a big one. Um, is he big enough to uh, coach coach of your candidate? Coach of the year, Kyle Shanahan, do you think he can overcome that handicap? Yeah, but this is going to run it. Because Green Bay have Green Bay defense is okay, but they're not like – they're also built for, like, passing more than running. Them Smith boys come off the edge, not the middle. Let me say this. I'm going to go with San Francisco, but Jimmy G is dying to lose this game. He's going to lose in the Super Bowl for you. What if you have a Ryan Tannehill, Jimmy Garoppolo Super Bowl? It goes back to my point about – what kind of what kind of quarterback you need to be successful in the league? Well, they paid Jimmy Garoppolo. They paid. Hold on now. That argument is flawed because Tennessee is riding one of the. They're riding the they're riding the Monday Adrian Peterson. Again, you have a bad motherfucker like Derrick Henry. You don't see it. Well, who the hell? Who the hell? San Francisco got? Ain't none of them Derrick Henry. Okay. Then. Ain't none of them combined Derrick Henry. Okay. Okay. Okay, fine. But that's what I'm telling you. But they good, though. They mess around here even more so, sir. Because they mess around here and beat Patrick Mahomes, the best quarterback in the game. Let's, let's not pull any quarterback. Well, we got to see how they win the game, right? You can't just make assumptions. Oh, yes, you can. Because you know Tannehill ain't about to win the game. No, nah, no, nah, you can make that part. Andy Reid can blow the game. Andy Reid can do something stupid like get him to kick off on both. I do all that. But I'm going to tell you something. Derrick Harris is going to have 30 touches in that game. And they're going to go for 180 some 190 yards. And if you do that, that's going to be your argument about who you pay. In that regard, who you pay the quarterback or the running back, it's the running back. Dude, do you think Tennessee going to blow it and not sign him? Or even worse, franchise him? Tennessee got full contract? Yeah. So I think that this is the time to, if I were GM, I would get creative in how I did contracts. So every running back is looking for a long thing. So let's say they all want 100 million. I give him four years, four or five years. So instead of them on six years, fifteen million—that's ninety million—but six years, sixteen million to get up to a hundred million, I just give him four years, twenty-five million. I give him two years guaranteed. What do you mean, four years, twenty-five million? Like, let's say they, they four years, twenty-five million, and all total. No, every year, twenty-five years. So four years, hundred. Got to have shorter contract with more money, more That's money guaranteed for a running That's back. What I would sign him to a four-year contract. I wouldn't sign. I wouldn't sign him to no six years. I see him die. If I were the owner of Tennessee, I see him die and say this. Look, I know you care about longevity. It's overrated. Take the money now. They would. There ain't nobody trying to play six years and run about. But this is what I would say. If I was them, I would do this this offseason. I would not be playing with him. I wouldn't be like, I'm going to franchise you. Because if you tell Derrick Henry, if I was Derrick Henry's agent, Derrick Henry's agent, and you say you're going to franchise Derrick Henry, I'd say that's so disrespectful slap in the face. I'd sit him down and he'll never play and trade me. That's what I would do instantly. Don't you dare disrespect me. <laughs> would you point like you did point? Exactly. I would point just like that. Don't you dare. I, I, wouldn't even, I wouldn't even cuss. I wouldn't even do none of that. I'll get up, get your trade work together. We'll never come back to you. You know what, you know what it'll be like? Where Orlando did the shack. Remember how they did that? They lowballed him with 80 million. He was like, I forgot what, well, maybe it was Patrick Ewing. Somebody just got $100 million. Orlando came in now and it was time to resign Shaq. I said, we got 80 for you. Shaq caught that plane in L.A., and by the time he was on that plane, then that GM came around and was like, listen, we'll give you 100. It was too late. Shaq already said, you already disrespecting me. And that's exactly what they should do with Derrick I think a long, that's a long way from Shaq and Derrick Henry. Right, sir. Shaq is Shaq. Derrick Henry is Derrick Henry. You didn't say that. Shaq is an iconic entity. Oh, I understand. I'm just using that. But here's the thing. You just said it. 
Might be the best running back in the game. He is. Ain't no Mike, but I like Saquon Barkley. I mean, just on a, you can like who you like. <laughs> who out there running for 200 yards a week on the, in the playoffs? He wouldn't do it in the season. They wouldn't he led the league in rushing. They only 1,400. That's a lot of fucking yards considering they were trying to throw a Mariota half of the year. Motherfucker do like 18. They got a, He had five yards a carry. You wait until they come back next year. If they, because they don't, Mike Vrabel see something. Now they know what they got. They know, know what they, they got. got. All that trying to split with Dion. Well, Dion got to get in touch with Dion again. Shit. <laughs> get Dion out of there. You see what two motherfuckers who ran the ball last week? Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill. That's it. We don't need nobody. Hey, man. And he ain't even have no, he don't even have no full back back there. He run a lot of time out of single back formation. Give him his money. I got Kansas City. I got Tennessee. Green Bay. I got San Francisco. You taught me into Kyle Shanahan being good enough to overcome Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, that's tough. That's tough. They haven't showed you nothing all year. Give me discount double check. So we're going against each other, both picks. All right, you heard it. Calhoun got Green Bay and Tennessee. I got San Francisco and Kansas City. I'm not confident in either of them. You a front-running motherfucker. How? You got both, what you mean, how? You got both of the front-runners in this. Everybody picking them to go to the Super Bowl. I'm picking who I think going to win. You front-runner. What about when I was picking Tennessee before nobody was picking Tennessee? Everybody knew New England was down. <laughs> oh, that's what it was. I didn't. I didn't. Pop back money on it. He, he bet on him. He won t- with Tennessee. No, he bet, he bet with Tennessee. That kid heard the podcast and said, Darren Wright, I'm going to go with Tennessee. And that's why you should listen to the podcast and bet accordingly. I don't know how they're going to bet this week. <laughs> DigitalTap.com. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend.